the name of the title, a new commandment, it says, a new commandment. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John 13, 34. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just blessed today. I don't even know if I want to look at my notes. I might just talk to you. <laughs> I might just talk to you. You know, God is so good to us. You know, and I, you know it's, I, it's, it's, so, it's so important that we understand as Christians when we can move our thinking to realize that the blessings of God are inside of us and not on the outside of us. If, you know, if we're constantly looking for the blessings of God in stuff, we will miss his blessings. Amen. Amen is true. If you got your Bibles, John 13, 34, a new commandment. It said, I'm going to read that for you. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. John 13, 34. It says, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, and you also love one another. Now, notice this. By this, by this what? If we love one another, if we love them, those around us, those in the checkout line, those on the highway, those that are trying to pass us when there's 10 cars in front of us. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm probably just telling you what I struggle with right then. I just told you what I struggle with. I didn't mean to do that, but, but it says, love one another, even as I have loved you, Christ says, that you love one another, and then it says, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Now, see, sometimes we get to thinking it's by the number of scriptures we know. You know, if I can rattle off 20 scriptures, everybody's going to be impressed. Not really. <laughs> no, not really. That's not it. Some, sometimes we think, you know, if I could get, find a really big, and I thought about this. I thought, man, I wish I had thought about a really big Bible. I, <laughs> I love you guys. Look how much I love you. See how big of my, my Bible is? But you know, that's not it either. People, those around us, the believers and also sinners, they see that we are disciples of Christ and lovers of God how we treat each other. That's, <laughs> that's it. You know, really hear what Jesus done. He's taken ten commandments, and not just the ten commandments, but the laws, and if you ever study the law, there's kind of confusing because there's a ceremonial law in praise and worship, and there's a civil law which governs, and there's also the, the moral law. So when you study the law, it's kind of all kind of confusing because you've got to put them in these three categories, and then it starts to make some sense. But what I'm telling you today is, is Jesus took all of those scriptures and all of those writings and all of those laws, he took all of it and he says, where each and every one of us can understand it, love one another. 
You know, and that's what I, I shared this with somebody this week. You know, Jesus, and, and, and this is what I endeavor to do. Jesus tries to make, take complicated things. He tries to take all of the laws, and as complicated as they are, and he tried to bring them down where the simplest of folk can understand it. And that's what I want to do. I want to take odd things and make them simple. So, now, I want you to notice here, <clears throat> it says, by this, all men will know that you're his disciples. You know, I've had people tell me, not about me, but about somebody else. They say, man, what's that, something different about that guy. And I, I knew what it was. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a servant of Christ. He's got the love of God inside of him. But see, people know that. You know, and I, I've noticed this uh, lots of times. You know, uh, if you walk into a, a store, whether it's, it don't matter where it is, you know, some people are already having a bad day. A lot of people are. You know, they're already having a bad day. But, you know, if you'll just smile at them and, and, and say hi or something, all of a sudden, they smile. You know, and people notice that. Because that's not the norm, in case you don't know. That is not the norm. The norm is get out of my way. The norm is, did you cut in front of me? The norm is, I was here first. The norm is, you pull up, and that's what, one thing I like about Wayne City. If you pull up to the three-way stop at Wayne City, there'll be people, I ah, just go ahead. <laughs> They'll just let you go ahead and go. We don't have no place to go anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the Dollar General and Greenfield and Napa and Clark's Locker, that's <laughs> the library. You know, that's, a, that's about it. But, <laughs> but people notice that stuff. That They notice that. And see, it's not just my opinion. It says right here, by this, all men will know. If you want peop those people around you to know and see and experience the love of God, what should you do? Love them. Love them. You know, our world is so messed up. You all, you all know that. And I'm not going to get into a lot of that. But you just know how messed up it is. So, much of the time, the children, they don't know a mama's love in the right way. They don't know a, a, a daddy's love in the right way. So, a lot, for a lot of young people and older people too, you know, we're all getting older. See, they're, you know, they're just, they're not used to seeing love like that. So when they see it in us, it's almost unusual nowadays. I remember when people used to, you'd wave at everybody. You know them? No, I didn't know them. But you'd wave at them anyway. You'd stop and help them along the road. You know them? No, I didn't know them. But you'd stop and help them anyway. Amen. Amen. But notice what it says. It says, by this... Our, by what? Our love for one another. Now, not just the body of Christ, but our love for everybody. By this, all men will know 
that you're a mighty disciple. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. You know, one of the greatest ways that you can demonstrate your love is to share your faith. It is. I knew that would get a thunderous ovation. I knew it would. I knew this would be one of them romp-stomping sermons. But you know what it does do? Sometimes it's uncomfortable. We're going to talk about that here, here, here shortly. But I know it's difficult, but one of the greatest ways for us to demonstrate our love is to invite, is to pray, is to smile, <laughs> be happy. Do you guys, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember when you got saved? Do you remember, was there a, a person, a specific person that helped you, that ministered to you on the way up here today? I asked Ori, I said, Ori, and, and I, I, was, I didn't know, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd ever ask him this or not. I said, Ori, do you remember when you got saved? He said, I sure do. And he said something to the effect, I probably won't get this word for word, but he said something to the effect, uh, you asked me if I wanted to be saved by God. And, and then, but I do remember what he said. You know what he said then? He said, uh, I knew I needed it. And I'm talking about Ori. If Ori knew he needed it. Did any of you guys need it? Yeah. Huh? Did you? What about, what about over here? Did you guys? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> just wanted to make sure we was all on the same page. Now, let me ask you, what changed your life? Was it, was it your great wisdom? You finally got old enough. You finally got smart enough that you got all life figured out, and all of a sudden you just changed. Is that it? Nope, it wasn't. Oh, here's a good one. Did your spouse finally nag at you <laughs> just the right number of times in just the right tone of voice that it completely changed your life? No. Hey, you, you do notice I said spouses and not wives, right? Well, this isn't my first rodeo, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. So no, so 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 what what set what set us free? What what set us free? I'll tell you what most of it what most of us, and maybe even all. Someone had enough of God's love inside of them that you've seen it. Whether it was by word, whether it was by action, somehow or another, you've seen the love of God and you thought, you know, I think I need that. It might have been the cross. Somewhere or another, you had to see, you've seen the love of God. Isn't that right? Amen. You had to see the love of God somehow, some way. And see really what, but let me go back to the person that shared with you. See what, what they seen. See when we read the scriptures, when we read the New Testament, it tells us, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, it tells us how God sees us, right? That's why we need to read it, right? So we think right. 
We think the way God sees us because that is the truth. It's the fact. It's not a lie from the devil. So that's why it's so important for us to read the Word of God, read the New Testament so we know who we are, but also so we know what that person down there, what God thinks of them too. Yeah, but they're, they're a no-good scoundrel. Not in God's eyes or not. Yeah, but I've seen them do. You cannot believe all the things I've seen them do. They've cut me off in traffic. They, I think they look, just try to mess up my life. So we look at them in not good eyes, but God don't look at them like that. You know, and we all know the scripture, it says that God loved us even when. You know when that's talking about? That's talking about before. When you was all messed up. Okay. Maybe you wasn't in drugs. Maybe you wasn't in alcohol. Maybe you wasn't in pornography. Maybe, you, maybe in your mind you think you were spotless. Let me tell you, you weren't. You weren't. Nobody was. We all started out the same place as sinners. That's why we all need a Savior. Amen. Amen. So if you think you're one of them goody ones, well, no. Not compared to Christ, you're not. No. Amen. Amen. So, we, so someone had to see value or worth in who you are. And somehow or another, you had to see the love of God somehow, some way. So here's the question. Why don't we share our faith? I've got the answer. Why don't we share our faith? And I really believe that, that the devil has done a great job in convincing the world that, that uh, or I mean, the devil's done a great job at convincing the church that the world don't care. We think they don't want to hear. And they might not want to hear until they hear what we got to say. And after they hear what we got to say, then, uh, we had a man oriented a pawn shop uh, Friday. And uh, you cannot go anywhere with Ori that he don't know, know somebody. And I mean anywhere. We went to a, a restaurant in Destin, Florida one time and walked in. And they say, hey, Ori. <laughs> and and it, everywhere we go, everywhere they go, they, they know Ori. But we was in a pawn shop. And, and we walked in, and he met, and he seen this girl that used to come to Orchardville Church, to church camp, and now she had a boyfriend, and they was probably latter 20s, I'm going to guess, and we got to talking. Uh, she said she hadn't been here for a year, but she really missed it. They wasn't going to church nowhere. You could kind of tell that their life wasn't in the best situation. And uh, the gentleman that was with her uh, got to saying that, you know, he used to go down to a Baptist church down somewhere and that he was something in the church, something that I'd never even heard of. And, and, and then he ended up saying, well, they're, all, they're pretty much all the same. I invited him to Orchardville, of course. And, and he said, well, they're pretty much all the same. Uh, no, they're not all the same. No. No, they're not all the same. We got to have the power of God and the love of God. So anyway... We took that situation like that, and then, just simple situation. And then, the, the girl turned to her, to her fiancé, 
uh, is who he was. She turned to him and said, can we go Sunday? Hey, I hope you're here. Just simple conversation. See, they don't want to know. They don't want to hear what we have to say until they hear what we say. And then, well, it might not be too bad. Amen. But why don't we share? Here's a couple of things that we have to know or we'll never share. Are you ready? We have to know this. We have to get this settled in our mind. And this is number one. God wants them saved more than we do. I'm going to say it again. I might say it three times. God wants them saved more than we do. Many of them we don't even know. But God knows them. Not only did he, does he know them, he bought and paid for them yes. on the cross. Yes. We don't have nothing invested. Have you guys heard the saying, well, we don't have a dog in that fight? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have a dog in that fight, but God does. Amen. Amen. So that's something we have to, we have to know, we have to understand that God wants them saved more than we do. 2 Peter 3, 9, it says that God is patient, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. See, if God had his way upon this earth, there would be nobody in hell. Everybody, everybody would receive Christ. Everybody would walk in the love of God if he had it his way. So see, before we even open our mouth, God is on our side. Before we even invite them or or tell them what God's done in our life, God's on our side already. See, there's some things, some things we need to pray about and get direction on, right? There's some things we need to pray about and get direction on. There's some things we don't. Whether to witness somebody, you don't need to fast and pray over that, right? Oh, come on. We don't have to fast and pray when God leads us to witness to somebody. He's already told us to go. Isn't that right? So God wants them saved more than we do. First Timothy, it says that God desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. All men. He wants them saved more than we do. Right? That's the first thing we have to know. He wants them saved more than we do. Second thing is, it's his power. It's not mine and yours. We're just supposed to be obedient. The scripture says, Romans 1, 16, it says the gospel, the truth, Jesus Christ, the gospel, the good news. When you lift him up, when you lift him up to a stranger, that's the gospel. That's the good news, right? Romans 1.16, the gospel <clears throat> is the power of God for salvation. It's not Rob's power. It's not Mark's power. It's not John's power. It's not Norm's power. It's not Bear's power. It's nobody's power. It's God's power, Amen. right? So God wants them saved more than you do, and guess what? God's going to write the check for it. 
He's going to supply the power for it. Amen. Amen. Now we have to do a little legwork. We have to, you know, do a do a little bit of a little bit of labor. But God does the heavy lifting. Amen. Amen. You know, in Ephesians, in Ephesians actually says it says that laborers are few. Man, that that, don't, that hurts my heart when I when when I read that scripture. You know who the laborers are? They're us. What does it mean? We're not few. There's a lot of us. But some of us isn't showing up for work. <laughs> I don't, that wasn't in my notes, I promise, okay? <clears throat> I promise it wasn't. God wants them saved, and he'll supply the power. Now, Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8, classic scripture. I'm sure a lot of you guys can quote this one. It says that we shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes, we shall receive power to do what? What? To be a witness? What? So God wants them saved more than we do. He'll supply the power. And then he says that he's going to send the Holy Spirit so that us, me and you, will have power to do the job that he already wants us to do. Wow. When you put it like that, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Amen. Amen. You see, we are just vessels. We are, that, we are just conductors. I was going to talk to Vince Sharp earlier, but I, I didn't get around to it. Or Frank, I thought about talking to him. But, you know, I was a, so we are just conductors. We're vessels. You know, I was out uh, on our back patio one day just reading the Word and praying, and, and there's uh, railroad tracks, I don't know, a quarter mile behind our house or so, and, I, and the train went by, which is done like a gazillion times since we've lived there. But this, this time, you know, I, I heard the word conductor. And I thought, well, and I, I knew it was the Lord. I said, well, Lord, there's, you know, they don't use conductors anymore, you know. Most trains don't even have a caboose, you know, and you know, I don't, I don't know anything about conductor or something, but I kept wondering about that. And then as I prayed and as I meditated on it, no, it, it wasn't a, a man conductor. It was a conductor of his power. I'm going to say that again. I'll go over here. <laughs> it, a, a conductor of his power. Now, there's all kinds of conductors. There's good conductors and there's bad conductors. All right? If you talk about electricity, copper is a good conductor. Now, why is it a good conductor? Because copper allows the power to go through uninhibited. It just flows right through. No restrictions, nothing to hold it up. The power comes in one end, it goes out the other just the way it's supposed to. Aluminum is not a very good conductor. It, something about the makeup of the aluminum, it slows, it slows the electricity down and it heats up more. It's just not as good. But here's my point. The best conductor of electricity and the best conductor of God's power is the conductor that allows the power to flow in and out the other side completely uninterrupted. No changes no restrictions, in one side, out the other, glory to God, right? 
Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff there. I told you in a couple of weeks ago, we're going to have to get them signs up here, them, them lights that says applaud and laugh. And, uh, <clears throat> and I don't know, what else do they say? Applaud, laugh, scowl, yell, throw things. I don't know, whatever. Whatever. But, but really, but see, but see, this is serious because, see, this takes the pressure off of us. Okay. I'm about out of time. Uh, I want, last thing I want to tell you. What do we say? What do we say to them when we feel like we have something to give them? There's no greater way than giving a 30-second testimony. I will back that up. There's no greater words than a 10 or a 15-second testimony. Nothing greater. Uh, talking to uh, Bear last night, he was telling me about a couple uh, a couple and two kids coming from the south. They just broke down alongside the road. And, uh, you know, he could tell that, that they had been in a, in a not a good lifestyle, I'll put it that way. And he, and he started not to stop. But, of course, uh, the Lord tapped on his heart, and he turned around and stopped. And, and then he found out more about them and stuff. And they was coming away from that lifestyle and they was looking for a new start as going to relatives trying to get away from drugs and all that mess and he and what better <laughs> does God knows what he's doing or what Amen. what better guy to have to have stop than than Bear Gregory and he got to share with him well I don't know about everything but I know what God done in my life and he knows what brought him out amen it's true it's true Amen. I was on, on the way to a preacher revival one time, and uh, there was a, a lady who was having a flat tire, and, and I was running right on time like I always am. And, and, uh, and I, I was headed to the, headed to the church, and, and the Lord said, you know, uh, are you going to go preach about Jesus, or are you going to go show them Jesus? Which are you going to do? Uh, okay, I turned around and turned around and, and went back and helped and Thank goodness she had help on the way and they was almost there. Thank goodness. <laughs> but our testimony, it's so simple. I know, I know where I was. I know where I am now. I know the troubles I had. I know what I am now. I'm not perfect, but I'm not like I was. We see that. Amen. Amen. Uh, we see that in John chapter 9, the, uh, the man that was born blind, you know, it was caused a big ruckus because Jesus had healed him. And, and that was his testimony. I was blind and now I see. And they asked him like three times, what happened to you? I was blind and now I see. What happened to you? I was blind and now I see. He kept saying the same thing. But what more do you need to say? I was blind and now I see. I was a mess and now I'm not. Amen. 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 One more. Did I say one more while ago? Oh. All right. One more. All right. Two more. Two more. Prayer. If you see somebody, my boy Ori, I know I talk a lot about him. I just talk about what I know, guys, okay? When we walk into a room, I've seen this happen probably a hundred times, maybe more. We walk into a room, there might be 50, 100, it don't matter how many people's there. If there's somebody hurting in that room, 
That's where he's going. He's making a beeline for them. And he wants, he asks them, you know, and he wants to pray for them. And we don't have to make it dramatic or anything like that. But if you know somebody that's hurting and having troubles, if just ask to pray for them. You know, and that will mean so much to them. I have seen people hard and mean because they're having trouble. And can I pray with you? And they just melt. They just, oh, yes, I need something. You know, have you ever seen that? You know, here's what I've found out over time. A 30-second prayer can do more than a 30-minute sermon many times. Many times. A 30-second prayer can do more than a 30-minute sermon. Now, don't pray for 10 minutes. My goodness, just go up, just pray a 30-second prayer, bless them, and offer yourself to them, you know, later on. And we, was, we was going to Tulsa, Oklahoma one time. We was taking a bunch of kids out there to a church camp. And we stopped at this hotel. We went in, and the lady behind the counter, she was sick. I mean, she was sick, sick. And... Uh, I mean, that's how sick she was. You could tell by, as soon as I opened the door, she was sick. And we talked and done our business and stuff. And as we was getting ready to leave, I said, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah. And you know, that's how, that's how you know, that's how you know they're sick if they'll let you pray for them. You know, I heard a guy say one time, the only reason some people don't believe in healing is because they haven't been sick enough yet. Because when you get sick enough, yeah, you'll take any type of medicine you can get if you think it'll help you. So anyway, so, so we was in this, uh, and I just asked her just quietly, just right there, you know, can I pray with you? I didn't say, a, I probably didn't say a 15-minute prayer. We went outside, talked amongst ourselves, decided what we was going to do. We was going to stay there, went back in. She was completely healed. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. She was completely healed. <clears throat> You, you, know, you know what she asked me? She said, are you with Oral Roberts or something? I said, no. Said, no. No, just a servant of Jesus Christ. That's, that's it. Now, see, here's the thing. I can't save nobody, and you can't either, but God can. I can't heal nobody, but the power of God can. His power, his will, we're the vessels. Amen. It's true. Praise team, if you'll come, please. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. I want to share one more with you. Just whenever you guys are ready to start playing, guys. This, I'm, I'm throwing in a couple personal examples just to give, give you an idea, kind of get your mind, uh, mind started. Just here, uh, just a few weeks ago, we was at a crawfish broil. How many of you have ever been in a crawfish broil? Raise your hand. Man, first one I've ever been to, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to go back to one, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> so me and a friend of mine, we were standing there talking, and, you know, I've known him for years and years and years. And he knows everything I've, I've done, and he knows everything, and I know everything he's done, he knows everything I've done. And we are standing there talking, and, uh, you know, I, I told him to, about to, you know, come up to church sometime, and, you know, he's not in church, and... And uh, so the more we talked, you know, we talked about, you know, some, some things that he had done, some things I had done and things. And then we mentioned somebody else. And, 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 the, and then I realized that the direction that he was taking the conversation, 
And I realized that in his mind, we were all the same. It don't matter if you're a Christian, it don't matter if you're a sinner, it don't matter who you are, we're all the same. We're all the same. And, and he ended up actually saying that. You know, ah, we're, you know, we're just all, we're all the same. We all, we've all messed up, we're all the same. And not always, but this time I feel like the Lord just gave me the right answer for him. And I just agreed with him. You're right, we are all the same. And that's why we all need a Savior, right? Yeah. You know, so, so if somebody tries to get you all tangled up and you think you're high and mighty or you think you're a goody two-shoes, no. No, just admit to it. You better believe it. You wouldn't believe some of the things I, do, I used to do. Just admit to it. Hey, we were a mess before the love of God got inside of us. And I think that turns them around to realize, hey, we're not doing this with our own strength. We're not doing this with our own might. It's Him. It's His power. It's His love. It's His Word. Amen. That changes us and makes us anew. Amen. Stand with us, please. Praise you, Father. Heavenly Father, we do worship you and we praise you. Father, we just thank you for your presence and your love and your mercy and your word. Now, if there's anybody here today that's never received Christ, today can be your day. Today can be a day that you start walking with him and he'll start leading you. You can start walking in his goodness and his mercy. And he'll help you do that. And if that's the case, we ask you to come down. Come down and, and you're not coming down to the front to me or, or to the praise team or to the church. But see, see this cross up here? You're coming down to the Son of God that used to hang on that cross for a while. See, because he's the one that changes everything. He's the one the scripture he takes out the stony heart and put in a heart of love and compassion. So if you've never done that, we invite you to do that. And if you have any other needs, please come. God bless you all. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.